We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It is bye week, and Brian Driscoll remains in uh, Virginia with his family, but good enough to still join us today for his regular Wednesday segment. How are you this afternoon? Great. Good to hear from you, as always. Now, I just told you before we were coming on, I was going to spring something on you. And so here it is. This tweet just came across um, this afternoon. First, there was a tweet from someone who covers Oklahoma football saying, OU football has canceled all media availabilities today. No reason given. No more media until after Saturday's game. And then Reddit College Football tweeted. They've got a story about this up. A reporter for the OU student newspaper used binoculars from a public building to report that Caleb Williams was doing practice with first-team reps, got quotes from Spencer Rattler's dad, and Lincoln Riley has now apparently canceled all media availabilities. What do you think about that? Well, you know, I'm, I'm fine getting quotes from dads. I mean, parents of players are a free country. They can say whatever they want and share whatever their opinion they want as long as their child is okay with it. The, the notion of, of spying, well, I mean, to me, that's what that is. You know, you're spying. You're, you're, you're trying to get information that, you know, you're not privy to. I, I don't right. think that's appropriate. I don't think that's necessarily professional. And I think football teams have a right. If they don't want to let the opponent know who their starting quarterback is, they have the right to not, you know, let, let that opponent know who their starting quarterback is, you know. So uh, don't, don't love that, to be honest with you. And I understand you're on campus and all that kind of stuff, but I feel like there's a you know, I, I'm not someone that believes we have a right to everything when it comes to sports. I mean, you know, it's, it's a little different than, you know, government or politics or the military or something like that where life and death is on the line. This is sports. You know what I mean? And, you know, I don't I don't I don't love that idea, to be honest with you. I, w- I would I would not be overly fond of one of my reporters, uh, you know, going to those tactics. Plus, what is that going to do for your relationship with? Well, yeah, you and know, it's, with the football team. and it's a you know, it's a student reporter, you know, so there's there is 
kind of a, you know a difference there working for the student newspaper that sounds like a good conversation for their uh you know journalism <laughs> ethics class you know since, yes. he, since he is a student isn't that essentially not because a, you know a reporter did that but wasn't it a few years back didn't notre dame put up those tall you know like the blackout tarps or whatever you know around the practice fields because wasn't it like somebody from michigan state or something like that was staying in those condos across the street over yeah, there? Yeah, that's what the rumor like I had that. heard. You yeah. know, but honestly, when as soon as you get like housing right across from the practice field, it's probably a good idea to try to find one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's right. Any team's going to you know, send some. And now, especially nowadays, Sean, when you think about the number of staff that people have now and the analysts, you got 87,000 analysts and recruiting people. With, you know, you're going to be able to send a couple people over to spy on another team pretty easily and, and not be out people, you know. So it's uh, – you know, there's definitely to me. There's there's certainly you know ethical lines you don't cross, and there's a there's a professional courtesy you know that that I think should exist. Some things that look, some things it doesn't matter what the school look. Hey, if I got information through you know certain channels, and be honest with you, then that's I'm, I got to do my job. But yeah. when you're talking about you know trying to find ways to practice, I you know see practice, I, I'm not a big fan of. That yeah. would definitely be a nice little fun conversation I would have with uh, with one of my reporters about the right and the wrong way to go about doing something. Yeah, exactly. Well, it is bye week, of course, for Notre Dame, and Brian Kelly kind of downplayed last week how much can be done with his players this week so they can rest and all that kind of stuff. So what kind of things maybe could, should, you know, whichever way you want to look at it, you know, should they be doing during the this, this bye week? What kind of things could I think this football on. team needs to sit back. In the, the obviously the players are in finals this week, so you know it's good to let them get that week off. I think this needs to be a coach's kind of having a you know sort of a who are we conversation. You know, one of the things we talked about today in our podcast, Sean, was this is just, you know we talked about the offense, but this needs to be the week where you you know you self scout, you look at what you've done, what are we good at, what are we not good at, what are the strengths of our team so far, what are things we need to do to make sure that we're building around our strengths and protecting our weaknesses and. You know, what have we been the best at so far? And those things need to need to become who we are as a football team. Because what, what tends to happen is, you know, you think you know who you're going to be. You know, you go through the spring and the summer and fall camp, and you think you have an idea of what your team is going to be. But then you get into the fall and you say, hey, maybe, maybe we thought we were going to be better here than we were. Maybe we didn't think we were going to be quite as good over here as we thought. And, you know, maybe we thought Jack Cohn could run this kind of offense, but, you know, he's really been at his best doing this over here. And that's when you got to say, look, this is where we've got to make those adjustments. And, you know, Notre Dame thinks they're one team on offense, but they're not. And they need to stop working so hard to try to be what they're not. And, you know, <laughs> they have to accept the fact that, look, our best players are pass catchers for the most part. And even our running back, who's a great a great runner, is a great pass catcher. And we don't have a great line. So, you know, you got to figure out ways to, to build around that to then protect the run and protect the line. And I think if they're willing to do that, then I think this offense could really take off and defense the same thing. Like, okay, we're putting up a lot of big plays. If I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm going to say, give me every clip of, of plays that they've gotten beyond, you know, 15 yards. And I'm going to evaluate them and, and, and grade them, just, just those plays. And was it, a, was it a play call? Is it something I did? Was it, a, you know, an execution thing? Is there consistency to that lack of execution? Like, okay, every time we've given up a big play, this has been a, a – you know, a, a foundational reason for that, and then you fix it. And that's what I that's what I love about this bye week because it is right in the middle of the season. It gives them an opportunity to regroup, figure out who they are, and start changing course. And if they do that, there's still a lot to play for for this football team in these sure. final six games. Yeah. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Absolutely. Now, you know, we've watched, you've rewatched the Virginia Tech game. Are, are we seeing the first real signs that this offensive line actually is improving? What do you think? Certainly. I mean, look, you, you, could, you could look at it one of two ways. One is a way that you could just, if, you're, if you want to be negative and you want to focus on the negative, you could say, hey, it's just one game and, you know, it doesn't erase the five bad games. And technically that's accurate. But you could also look at it and say, hey, look, this is a step in the right direction. And, you know, how do you got to build on that? It's like, you know, Sean, we've talked about this quite a bit these last six weeks. Mm-hmm. This offensive line doesn't need to be great. They don't need to be the 2020 offensive line or the 2017 offensive line or the 2012 offensive line. They just need to not be terrible. And on Saturday against Virginia Tech, they played – I mean, there was a lot of execution issues and there were some really bad penalties that proved costly. But you know what? They battled hard for 60 minutes. They kept a body on a body and they allowed the the, the talented skilled players to go out there and make plays. And when they needed to give Jack Cohn time, they gave Jack Cohn time. And so – you have to be willing to say, hey, if they can build on this, that's another reason to be optimistic about what this football team can be. Because when the offensive line has had flashes of, of being competent, they make big plays because that's just how good the skill players are. Joe Alt gave up the sack. It was one of the first three drives there you know, when Jack Cohn was in at the start of the game, then, then didn't give up anything afterwards what are your what are your thoughts on him is is he the answer for you know for what they have right now at left tackle oh I absolutely think so I, I think we saw a left side of the line that would looked a lot different for most of the game and look here's the thing about Joe Walt you know you look at his who he is and who his dad was and that, that's a young man that showed up to Notre Dame ready to you know ready to play good fundamentally sound football I'm shocked that he's been able to put on the weight he's put on and maintained his athleticism because he was a tight end his entire high school career He'd never played offensive line until he got to Notre Dame. So, uh, look, he's, he's mature. He, he handled that. Env- I mean, look, if you're a freshman and you can handle that environment, there's not an environment left on your schedule of the regular season that's going to be any louder or more uh, raucous or whatever you want to call it than Virginia Tech. So, you know, he gave up that early sack. That sack, to me, was as much about a great move by Amari Barno as it was a mistake by Joe Alt. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you got to – Tip your cap to the guy on the other side of the ball, too, and say he's on sure. scholarship, too. Well done. But I thought he recovered from that real well. I thought he played hard. I thought he played fundamentally sound football, and he was very effective. And at the end of the day, you have to look and say, what was different about this group than what we've seen in the past and build on that? And one of those things was Joe Alt, and another one of those things was Andrew Kostopic. 
Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com talking a little Notre Dame football during the bye week. Now, saw a lot of young guys, a lot of freshmen out there, and a lot of them toward the end of the game were out there together. A couple freshman receivers, all we just talked about, Logan Diggs, tight ends, and, of course, Tyler Buckner. Maybe besides Buckner, did it, did any one of those guys or, or, you know, a couple of them even, did they really jump out at you Saturday night? Logan Diggs really impressed me on okay. Saturday night. And you're talking about a kid, Sean, that came into this game with zero career snaps. Yeah. Zero. Never played a snap of college football. And as soon as they put him in, he looks like he's been doing this thing at Notre Dame for four years. You know, I mean, just patience as a runner, great feet, balance. You know, he's not a he's not an explosive Chris Tyree type of athlete, but he's got tremendous patience, great feet, good vision. I mean, one of his early carries, he's running an inside zone. He sees that they've collapsed the backside, so he just takes it out the back door for 10 yards. I mean, that's a ma- very mature run. And, uh, you know, then he makes a big play late in the pass game. He's a really talented kid. I, I You know, of course, you know me and the way that I think about things. I'm going to say, why did it take an injury for you to figure out a way to get that kid on the field? But, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> he got on there. But, uh, you know, the, look, we, we, we thought this class, this offensive class, especially on uh, in 2021 class, was going to be – special and they've been thrust into some situations due to injuries and other things but they've really stepped up to the plate and 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 played with maturity even even through mistakes you know I mean there's mistakes that Joe Walt made there's been mistakes that Renzo Styles has made but they continue to go out there they continue to battle and it's a very very talented group and they're just getting started If you're Notre Dame right now kind of with those freshmen in mind how are you balancing trying to win now versus developing for the future because I you know of course I know you hear from people saying oh you might as well just play all these freshmen because it's it's over for this you know so what what's that like as far as you're concerned Notre Dame is five and one and ranked 14th in the country and Alabama just lost and Clemson has two losses and Ohio State has lost there is no balance it's you're trying to win I've always believed you should play more players that's just what you need to do no matter what I mean if Notre Dame had beaten Cincinnati I'd still say find a way to get Logan Diggs on the field. I'd still say find a way to get Lorenzo Styles involved in this because those kids are too good not to play. They can help you in so many different ways, including giving the, the talented players you know, some snaps off so they make sure that they're fresh. I, I think those kids can help Notre Dame win. I want Logan Diggs to play right now, and I want Lorenzo Styles and Deion Colsey to be more involved and Joe Olt to be the starter left tackle, not because I'm preparing for 2022, because I think they can go help beat USC. And then North Carolina. In college, when you, especially at a place like Notre Dame, when you're still 5-1 and one and you have so much to play for, I think it's an injustice to, to say to players, hey, you haven't done anything wrong, you haven't lost your job, but we're going to take you off the field even though you have professional aspirations and you've also invested four years of your career here because we want to develop for next year. Right. I don't think that's fair. If you'd have three losses, that's a little bit of a different story to a degree, but – you know, I'm not taking some kid that's done everything I've asked him to do and he's effective and he's helping us win out because I want to get a younger player ready. Now, that's different than saying you're not getting the job done, so I'm going to give the young guy a chance. That's a different story. But I'm, I'm building to try it right now to try to beat USC. And what can we do during this bye week to make sure that we're prepared to make a strong run down the stretch and then we'll let the chips fall where they may in regards to playoff or New Year's Six Bowl or whatever the case may be. But if you're Brian Kelly and you're the rest of that coaching staff, your goal is to how can you how can you put forth the best 2021 team that you can? And I think those freshmen can be a part of that. Diggs got the opportunity essentially because Sebo Flemister was left off the travel right. roster, didn't travel. Is there any insight into that that you can talk about? I mean, if you can't, that's fine. But I, I'm just curious if there's anything yeah. you can talk about on that. I, I, I don't – 
I mean, there's a, there's a couple things that I've heard, Sean, but they're they're not things that I necessarily am comfortable with. Okay. I feel they're close enough to the situation to say it, but I'll say this. When you're in a place like Notre Dame and you have the depth that Notre Dame has, this is why you can't make the the mistake that Sebo did that got him basically unofficially suspended for four games. Because if you give a player like Logan Diggs an opportunity, and it was also probably about Chris Tyree getting hurt, but if you give a player like Logan Diggs an opportunity, don't be surprised when you come back if that job's not there anymore. Yeah. And, and that's going to happen at places like Notre Dame. I mean, it happens at Alabama. It happens at places like Notre Dame. It happens at places like Ohio State. So that's okay. That's a part of that's part of the game, right? I'm, I'm not someone to believe seniority should trump everything else, you know, but if, if all things are equal, I'm going with the more veteran guy. But if that younger guy got an opportunity because, you know, you got you, you know, you made a mistake this summer, that, that's part of the game. And uh, I think that's, that, that's also partly what happened to SIBO. I wanted to ask you one more question. I saw you and, and Darren Pritchett uh, tweeting about something right before the show started. Uh, you tweeted at him that, that Cincinnati's a better job than Illinois. And, oh, yeah. Okay, well, so let me, let me kind of – so Cincinnati's been good basically twice when Brian Kelly was there and, and right now when Luke Fickle is there. So why, why is the job – why is Cincinnati a better job than Illinois? Well, let me ask you this. Do you ever see a scenario, no matter who they hire, that Cincinnati is – Illinois is going to be able to be a contender in the Big Ten for any significant period of time? And I, I would argue that they've, they've been better now for three years, but they had a couple of years under Butch Jones when they were a good program. They're getting ready to move to the Big 12, right? We have to think about that, too, so they're not going to be an AAC team for the, you know, for the next 10 years. Right, right. And I think when you're a place like Illinois, the, the, the state of Illinois does not produce the football talent it used to. It's not a program to me that has the resources, the the the, the talent near it, and let's be honest. Most of the, if if Notre Dame wants most of the best players in Illinois, or Ohio State wants most of the best players in Illinois, they're not going to Illinois. They're going to Ohio State or Notre Dame. And I just feel like when you play in the kind of conference that Illinois plays in for for football, you're just not going to ever be more of a better than a top six or seven team. Because say Illinois, you know, since hasn't been good twice, but in that time from let's say '07 to now. Has Illinois ever been good? No, I mean, that's completely fair. That's completely yeah. fair. Yeah. But, I mean, you can also argue that they, you know, what, the quality of the coaches that they have. But I guess sure. you could say they're not getting the quality of the coaches because of the stature of the it's program. It's not a great so, job. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, Brett, Brett Bielema took that job because it's a reclamation project. Does anyone think that he's going to spend the next 20 years there if he wins? No. Or is it more of a situation where, hey, if you win – I'm taking the best of the first job that I get. And, and, again, part of the thing that you have to think about when we're having the Cincinnati conversation is the fact that they are going to be heading to the Big 12 soon. Yeah, very true. Uh, and and that, that infusion of bucks is going to allow them to, to, to overcome certain things. Plus, like I said, I think they are sitting on a better talent base in Kentucky and Tennessee and Ohio. Yeah. And, and that, that, would have been, that would have been kind of my thought, that if it is, yeah. it's because, you know, Ohio is obviously oh. there's a lot more talent. Not everybody can go to Ohio State. So Yeah, exactly. Or Notre Dame, right? There's plenty yeah. of talent in Look, the success Cincinnati's had, and the kids are going to putting in the NFL, and that they're going to put in the NFL, and you know, and the fact that they're going to be going to the Big Twelve, I, I just think it's a better job. You know, look, there's some school just because you're a Power Five doesn't mean it's a great job, right? I mean, you know that. I'm saying that kind of rhetorically. No, yeah, a, yeah, exactly. The to be successful in football, I mean, does anyone think that there's no matter what Vanderbilt does, that Vanderbilt's ever going to be consistently Florida or Georgia or? You know, it's just it's just not that kind of program. Other sports, they can be. You know, they've had some stretches in basketball. Obviously, the baseball program has been phenomenal, but those are different sports that recruit a different type of athlete from a different top, type part of the country and just a, just a whole different animal. So, um, you know, some, some places just don't have that upside. Brian Driscoll, irishbreakdown.com. Give us the quick breakdown of what's going on right now. 
Well, today we're, we're today and tomorrow on our website, and then of course also on our YouTube channel, we are doing sort of a midterm grades. So we're going to dive into you know what we're going to hand out position by position grades, and then we're also going to then dive into what they need to do in the final six games to for this program to reach its full potential. Because hey, they're five and one and ranked fourteenth, and I don't think this team is coming anywhere close to reaching its full potential. Which, if they can figure out those things and push the right buttons, this team could look really good in the final six games. Yep. All right, Brian. Thanks again. Safe travels to you, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.